Hey, this is Jay, the tour bus driver, and you're listening to the Tour Bus Podcast. We're finishing up our conversation with Christian Pascal, which, if you remember, was the very first preview episode. When we left off the conversation, Christian had just left the David Crowder gig for the Marin Morris gig and was informed the day before uh, the first rehearsals that the tour had been canceled. So we're going to pick up the story right there. Now sit back and enjoy the rest of the conversation with Christian Pascal. And I'm about to head in, and I get a phone call from Baron's manager. It says, hey, what's going on? I'm like, well, I'm about to head in. She says, well, the tour has just been canceled. Uh, and I'm like, oh, all right. That's cool. And she's like, well, we're still going to come in, you know, and maybe we'll rehearse. I don't know. She's like, go ahead, come in, and we'll figure it out. So we all show up, you know. And, and when I say we all, it's me, her, this guy, Bennett, you know. It's still in the band, her guitar player. Um and, uh, you know, the rest of it was just on tracks. And so we show up to the, to the, to the rehearsal and like, well, tour has been canceled, whatever. Uh, and I'm like, all right, great. So I just oh. hung up this thing with David. Now I really don't have anything. And, 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 and Marin's manager's like, I'm so sorry. I promise. I promise we will fill the calendar. We will get shows like, you know, Keith Urban has said that he wants to bring us out uh, on his tour opening. And I'm like, well, that's good. Uh, when is that? She's like, well, that's in June. We're in January at this point. I'm like, yeah. fantastic. So I got six months. Uh, um, she's like, so, but we're going to try and fill the calendar. And you know, like it worked out, like the calendar got filled with a few random things. Like I picked up other stuff and June came around the Keith Urban tour pulled through and then it was just kind of off to the races from there. So, and I never ended up having that conversation with David because I stuck with Marin. So 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 real quick the the you got the call the band the tour was canceled mm-hmm. how long before the outlook started looking brighter as far as the dates filling up because you said it was about a six month gap between that and yeah. potentially the keith urban tour the keith urban thing yeah it, it, it was uh i mean because you I just mean, gave up you just gave up the biggest thing you had ever done Right, right. And Winter Jam, like David was paying, paying, you know, at the time it was like, it's basically twice what I was making with Marin, who was a kind of a baby artist, you know? Right. Uh, and so, like, paying basically twice the money and then also, like, guaranteed whatever it was, 40 or 50 dates or whatever, like, that's a lot of dough to, like, leave on the table when, you know, right. I was trying to live. And so I, um, but, like, I don't know, it, it, there were it ended up kind of being like a few shows with Marin per month, you know. So that's something. And then I was doing some studio stuff like mixing, and then I don't even remember what I did to stay busy and make money. But it just sort of happened, and it really like I didn't really feel my income go down. Like it just kind of worked itself out sure. somehow. I, I don't know, but and Marin went from like a few things a month, like two or three things a month, to so when we started in June, that Keith Urban tour went through November, I want to say. So it was like 60 shows. Um, yeah. So there wasn't a whole lot of downtime necessarily. Yeah. So I came out to, uh, when you guys came through Atlanta, the Keith Urban tour that yeah. summer, that summer, uh, my wife and I came and nice. saw you guys. Um, and man, Marin was just phenomenal. You guys were phenomenal. I'm trying to, you guys closed with um, we did one, uh, maybe we did once. I think I remember yes, doing once. On yes, that tour. man. On 
that song was towards the end of the set, man, and it was just I fell in love with the song yeah. all over again. It was just huge, such a great live uh yeah. song. Yeah. And, yeah, and it is. Phenomenal how big it felt, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Compared to and, everything uh, else. Just so. side note, that guy, uh, we got lucky that tour. The guy that was the system tech was mixing front of house for us, and he, his name's Arpad Seiko. He's he's amazing. He's actually with, uh, he's been with Chris Stapleton for the past couple of years. So oh, he's cool. his front of house guy. But Nice. Um, anyway, yeah, yeah. Thanks, dude. That was, it was, it was definitely early. I mean, the, the show and the tours, it's all changed a lot since those days, but, um, but yeah. What's the, what's the biggest change you can think of from early, early days with Marin and, and what's going on now? Uh, I mean, where to begin? Um, I was like the band leader, but you know, but that was, it was so small. It was just like, you know, it's, it was that really only. That really only uh, was on paper. You know what I mean? And what is that uh, for, for folks listening that maybe don't understand kind of what a band leader's role is in a yeah. band, and much less um, a huge touring act like Marin? What's a band it's, leader do? Everybody's everybody's thing rolls a little differently. Um, in our case, uh, we have a we have a musical director that is not in the band, uh, so he comes in for rehearsals, helps us put together sets for like a tour you know what i mean yeah. hammers things out musically uh his name's david cook he's amazing he does uh he, he's still with he's still taylor swift's md but he was in her band for years and david is the md and he uh he comes in for rehearsals things like that and he checks in we'll send him if we're working something up and he's not there we'll send him you know board tapes or whatever and he'll just chime in and kind of from afar uh kind of steer the ship musically a little bit uh, and then I'm sort of like the man on the ground. So sometimes that's making, you know, d- depends on the situation. If David's less involved with a particular thing or he's not able to be there for that rehearsal, I'll kind of, I'll lead the rehearsal or, or, or maybe sort of, um, you know, it's not, I'm not so much telling people what to play. Uh, sure. occasionally I think like if there's a little discrepancy, I think just the the buck might stop with me. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, like and, and somebody's okay, got to make here's a call. What we're gonna do. Yeah. Yeah. When somebody's going to make a call, then I'm the guy that makes the call. And, you know, and things like communicating with the band, if, um, you know, if cer- whatever, certain things, Hey guys, we're, uh, you know, we're, we're short on sound check today. So this is going to happen or this isn't going to happen, or we're changing the set list, or if we're doing a festival maybe. And, uh, it's a, say we have a, you know, we, we need to cut, cut the set down to 75 minutes. Uh, I'll, I'll be the one that goes, I'll talk to Marin or text her and figure out what song she wants to cut and how to reorganize things and and that sort of thing, you know? Um, so it just kind of depends. I mean, in other bands, like there is no, most other bands, I would say there isn't an outside musical director. There isn't an outside MD. And so the band leader is the MD or however you want to put it. Sure. That term's kind of interchangeable a lot of times. And, uh, you know, so in those in those operations, it's you know it's different, but that's how we roll. Cool, cool. Anything from the Marin Morris tours, like just something you something you didn't think went on on tour, you were surprised about the bigger it got. Uh, I mean, I'll say that the bigger it got. Okay, I mean, again, this is this is one of those things that I wouldn't say is uh, necessarily the same across the board, but uh, I, I think when I when I the first big tour that Marin was a part of was the Keith Urban tour, uh, mm-hmm. the Ripcord tour. And uh, I think that 
one great thing about being in that opening slot, whether it's first of three or second of three or whatever, is that you get to see sort of how these other artists that are further down the road than you run their things. Sure. And Keith is absolutely a uh, really amazing uh, example, I would say, to follow. And uh, his, his camp, his... His thing runs, it's a pretty tight ship, you know, Um, meaning there's not a lot of shenanigans. It's not like, you know, it's not like drug, sex and rock and roll. (laughs) Right, right. And like, you know, there's not like all these, all these girls backstage and this and that. It's like, it's all really like you, you, you know, you keep it tight. Like you're at work, you know, like, yeah, yeah. um, So like, even like, it's, it's interesting. Like, I think that, I think that this, you know, this could be a good piece of advice for anybody going on any sized tour. Um, it's that I think to be a touring musician, you have to be really good at self-management. And that's everything from time management to, you know, money to, uh, in, in the actual tour example, that's, uh, that's, uh, you like being healthy, your sleep schedule. Yeah. You know, there's like, it's like the only job on planet earth that I can think of where like you're borderline encouraged to drink, you know? So like you, you go right. from like, you don't even have to buy the booze, right? It's everywhere. And so <laughs> like there's alcohol around all the time. You have, you have unlimited hours of, you know, you have like you, you pay, you play, let's call it an hour and a half a day. Maybe you sound check an hour. So you got two and a half hours out of the day that you're actually doing any work. And like, you know, the rest of the time you could sit around and just get loaded if you want to. And like, yeah. nobody's going to stop you <laughs> right? Um, until you do it and it interferes with something else or until you do it too much or until you're a drag or whatever. So like, you, you gotta be good at like it self-managing, like you, it, when nobody's going to tell you how to be an adult and you just got to figure out how to do it yourself. And it's really important because I've seen it a lot where guys will it's, you know, using drinking as an example, they'll drink too much and they'll get, they'll get canned from their gigs or, or, or whatever, you know, cause they couldn't keep it together. So, right. Yeah. I think that's maybe the big thing that I, that I sort of learned is that like this thing, it, it is a job. And like the bigger this artist gets, the more that's on the line and the more that people there are that could replace you, like you got to step it up. Like you got to be the guy that's sort of like, um, I don't want to say above reproach, but you got to like, you got to have, you got to be a pro, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, and that's the same in the business world, um, you know, where I absolutely. come from. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like the business thing. I mean, that's, that's, that's the, that's the punchline right there. It's that this thing is, it's a business, you know? And, yeah. and, you, you know, it's like, and just like a business, you could show up to work Monday morning hungover if you want to. Uh, like, but you might, you might you get know. a pass once. Right. Exactly. And you know, look, like we've all done it. It's not, I'm not going to sit here like, on my right, I'm not, I'm not going to say I've that. Never... I can't say yeah. that. You can right, say that. Right. Yeah. I can't say that I've, that I've, that I've never like, <laughs> that I've never done some things that were like, I look back on it. I'm like, I probably shouldn't do that. Sure. Again. That was risky. But yeah, that was risky. But like, but you learn from it and you know. 
Hey, this is Jay, the tour bus driver, and it's time for a union break. So if you're a musician, a producer, any kind of worker in the gig economy, then you're going to want to reach out to my friends, John and Christy at Element CPA. You see, John is a good friend of mine from the business world. I recently found out that he started a new CPA firm that focuses on workers in the gig economy. And so people in film, entertainment, music, Uber drivers, they can all use the services at Element CPA. You can read more on the tourbuspodcast.com slash element. Again, that's the tourbuspodcast podcast.com slash element. Uh, here's a quick snippet from an interview I did with John and Christy uh, that'll be coming out in a future podcast episode. Please check this out and give my friends John and Christy a call at Element CPA, and then we'll get right back to our regularly scheduled program. Well, Element is a full-service certified public accounting firm. Uh, we just happen to major in music, film, and entertainment, and other like-minded industries. You know, we started out doing uh, a lot of feature film work 10 years ago, and now we've kind of branched out into other entertainment spaces in Atlanta, New York, L.A., uh, and now Nashville and Miami, and sort of growing wherever entertainment happens. Tax preparation, tax planning, business management and consulting, bookkeeping, all of these services. And these are services that we have tailored, especially to our, our clients in the entertainment industry. Well, we're, we're talking about two trillion dollars that they're trying to pump through different um, programs to get into people's pockets as fast as possible the paycheck protection program is a really confusing program right now for a lot of independent contractors Uh, it may be better to be you know an independent contractor that's drawing unemployment benefits and you know obviously every case is different Um, you need to really get some help and ask uh, you know which is going to be better in your particular situation so hopefully this new week will bring some, uh, you know, a little more news and a little more guidance on that for folks uh, who need to really need those unemployment benefits to start flowing for them. Once again, that's my friends, John and Christy at Element CPA. You can go to the tourbuspodcast.com slash element to learn more. Let's get back on the bus and catch up with our guest. What'd you, what'd you like to do in your free time outside? Of, you know, I know you do production, and so I'm sure that consumes some of your free time because, like you said, you got to you got to get up and do your stuff. But what what'd you do to to keep yourself busy when it just got real boring? For me, for a lot of guys, it's like working out and stuff. I'm I'm not very uh, not very active, unfortunately, but uh, I should be. So that would be a good thing, man. A lot of times for me, it's being honestly, it's being really lazy. But if I if I am uh, being industrious, I try and you know, I do a lot of mixing and stuff when I'm home, like in the studio and, and, uh, or remote drum tracks for people or whatever. So I'll try and spend some time lining that stuff up and, um, maybe I'll be working on some of that on the road. Maybe I can mix some stuff on the road. Um, I just try to stay occupied, you know, as yep. best I can. If there's something in this, is another thing, like even, even when it comes to the Marin show, a lot of times there's always something that can be tweaked, right? Like, it may not be music, may not be band related. It might be your gear. You know, I might go out there and change some drum heads or tweak this or spike that or like talk to the audio guys about this or that. Or, you know what I mean? Like, there's yeah. always something that you can do that's that would help take things up a notch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I just try to like, I just try my best to be in that, be in that headspace and figure out what I can do to contribute. Well, man, I, uh, I want to bring up one other kind of point from your audition video, just one of the things that sticks out about you from the video. And then as I think back, kind of just as long as I've known you and seen you play, like you're just all, you know, we, we joke about you being on level four, you, you've got a very <laughs> level personality, um, yeah. you know, and I've never seen you down 
but I've never seen you super, you know, up either, man. You just even you're, you're consistent, <laughs> you know, fun. Yeah. To, you're super Thank fun you. to hang out with, but man, just confident more than anything, and uh, and not in a in a cocky way, but just oh, um, it comes across in the video, man. Like you said, you just kind of stepped up to the plate and knew what needed to be done, and you do it. Um, but where, if you thought back, and it doesn't even have to be related to music specifically, but where do yeah. you where do you think you garnered that sense of confidence from? That's a big one. I mean, it's also a high praise. I, I thank you for the compliment. Sure, I, absolutely. Gosh, I don't know, man. I, I feel like it's probably just been stuff that I've picked up from, even subconsciously from watching other people that I respect, you know, um, and also I think just sort of holding things a little bit, uh, a little loosely, meaning, you know, like, I don't, I don't think I'm God's gift to drumming or, or I'm or even sure. close to it. Like, and like sincerely. And so, you know, I, the reason I say that is not like just for the sake of being humble or some kind of false humility or whatever. It's, it's more like to communicate that I think that as soon as you kind of realize that there's always somebody better than you, you just kind of are able to be confident with whatever you have. And you're like, well, you know what? Like if I'm here, then they must like what I'm doing. And so I'm just going to give it, I'm just going to do my best. And like, yeah, like that's, that's all I can do. So I, I maybe, maybe the, the calm, collected, cool thing is just a result of, um, the confident thing is just a result of, uh, that mindset, just going, sure. you know what, I'm just going to do, I'm, I'm just going to do my best. And, and that's, that's all I can do. You know, it kind of removes the pressure. From absolutely. The situation. No, absolutely. For guys that are, you know, maybe playing in smaller bands or, you know, they're playing in their local band a lot right. and, and not getting, getting out around other musicians a lot. Um, cause you know, in the church world, we, we pass back and forth all the time. There's different players every week. Yeah. Um, which helps with that awesome. relationship, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But in the set, you know, kind of outside church world, is there a place that musicians can go and and without having to sneak backstage at a Marin Morris concert or oh right yeah and, and just like interface with and network with folks in an in a approachable way and just get to see guys that are better than them, right? And maybe even you know get a chance to hang out with them some. Absolutely. I mean, I think for one, not to not to you know sort of shameless plug the thing, but I think, I think outlets like, like this, like the tour bus, exactly what uh, you're putting together. You even though to, you it's didn't not have a, to say that money's, well, you know, checks eh, in the mail. Eh, appreciate that. No, <laughs> uh, no, I, I think like outlets like this, I know they're not like necessarily a face to face thing, but like th- that's a incredible resource. Like, sure. um, it's, it's not, it's not, uh, active anymore, but there was a podcast. I think it's still available. There's a podcast called, um, I'd hit that, that I listened to a lot. It started out as a drummer podcast. There's a bunch of other people on there. I listened to that a ton. And so like, I think just sort of hearing those guys talk, like was really insightful, uh, yep. to hear any outlets you have like this are, are really good. But also I would say, um, you know, I think two other things. One, uh, is, you know, especially if you're in a city, be it Atlanta, Nashville, 
LA, wherever you are, Houston, like you, there are musicians around and like, there are things happening. Like I know that, uh, Chaldon and those guys, drummers, drummer in Atlanta, like they do those, uh, I don't know what they're called, but they do those drummer nights where they'll like cover, they'll do like a whole night of Jeff Picaro songs and they'll have a bunch of drummers in town come and play the house band and play these songs at Smith's Old Bar. That's rad. You know, like if I were in Atlanta, like if I were a drummer in Atlanta, like I would go to that, you know, like, you know, go to those kind of things. I think just being involved in your community, even if it's just like showing up and hanging out or whatever, you know yep. what I mean? Like at first it might feel like lame, but get a buddy to go with you if you want. Like it'll be cool. And, uh, and two, I think that, or maybe three, I guess it would be like, I think that in this day and age of Instagram and, uh, social media and all that, like, it's so easy to get in touch with people like, yeah. you know, guys like me or, or even guys that I look up to, like, they're not, they're not inaccessible. In fact, like the whole reason that they, they do uh, so much on Instagram and stuff is because they want to be accessible. They want people to see what they're doing. And, and also they, they want to connect with other folks. So like those people and myself, like, we're all like, hit them up, be like, Hey, you know, you have time, let's go get a coffee. And you know what? If they do say no to getting a coffee, like it's not because like they're jerks and they don't want to hang out. They might just sure. not have time. But I would say ninety nine percent of the time they'll offer something else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, hey, I I can't really get coffee, but you know we can do this, or you know maybe we talk here or whatever. You know what I mean? Like they'll figure it out. Awesome, Christian. Well, thanks for joining us today. What um, kind of what's next for you? What are you working on? And what are you working on kind of professionally, but just what are you also working on to just get better as a drummer? What's what's challenging for you right now? You know, I think a big thing that I'm that I'm trying to do is I still love touring, um, but I would love to get to a point uh you know, whenever the time comes that I that I'm not touring anymore for whatever reason, uh, be it my choice or not, I mean uh, let's be honest, like as you get older and, you know, let's say you're, let's say you're 50, uh, like the opportunities for you to tour are just fewer, you know, sure. like, uh, that's for part of the, every part of the reason game. you can think of, it's part of the game. It's because you're older and like, you don't, you don't want to be in a band for 20 year olds and <laughs> exactly. 20 year olds don't want to be in a band with you. <laughs> it's no and, hard feelings and it goes both right, ways. It's no hard yep. feelings. And like, also like you, you, you know, you, ha you, uh, probably have a family or whatever, like you, you need a certain level of income or you can't be gone all the time or whatever your back hurts and you don't want to lay down on a 15 passenger van or whatever. Like you, you just can't, you know, the opportunities are fewer. And so at least they probably will be in my case. And so I like do everything I can to try and, uh, prepare myself for that. Meaning like, uh, have other streams of income. So I love mixing. I've, I think a big thing that I'm working on right now is, uh, is mixing a lot and trying to kind of get that business. Um, I don't want to say off the ground, but up, up, you know, get it bigger, but you know, I love doing remote stuff. Uh, every time I do it, I get better at it for sure. Um, and so those are, you know, less like player-y type things and more um, other stuff. But I would say in terms of drums, for example, to, uh, maybe something more specific to that, like, and more specific to uh, kind of growing the remote session thing is that, uh, you know, I'm really always trying to um, work on, uh, for lack of a better term, like my brain and the musical choices that I make and how efficiently I do it. Because what separates like the top, 
session guy uh, in in town from some other guy that plays drums. It's not necessarily their ability or their chops. Um, it's it's the decisions they make and how quickly they make them. And so that's a really hard skill to learn, but it happens with time and practice and paying attention to other people. And so that's that's the thing right now that I'm that I'm I would say I'm working on. Awesome man. Awesome, man. Well, that's good stuff. Well, awesome, man. Well, thanks for being here and um, can't wait to catch up again later. Of course. Thank you. Hey, and thanks for listening to the Tour Bus Podcast, a platform built by working musicians and producers to help you get more auditions, more gigs, and more of what you want. I'm Jay, the Tour Bus Driver. If you like what you hear, you can do a couple things. You can subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. You can find us online and like us wherever you do your social media. If you have any comments or questions, you can go to the tourbuspodcast.com slash tip jar and leave us a comment or question, or you can email tip jar at the tourbuspodcast.com. Theme music provided by the Rocktronics and at Philly Stacks Music. <laughs>